Amen. I said, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. I got these around my neck tonight. Uh, I'm not getting weird on you. I just, uh, <laughs> people are like, oh boy, see now he's, not, no, that's not it. It's just a, it's just a visual and as a reminder. And uh, I think God wants to say some things through us still, still for some that weren't here uh, this past Sunday. So uh, in a minute when we get into our teaching, we'll talk about that. Am I on schedule? Somebody look at me and tell me if I'm all right with where we're supposed to be going with this tonight. Amen. Staff, where are you? Nod at me. Shake your head at me. Is there anything else that needs to go on? Or am I good to take off here in just a second? I'm seeing thumbs up. All right. Glory be to God. How many of you were here Sunday? Wow. I don't know that, you know, I try to be careful not to exaggerate or say things that uh, are out of, you know, maybe out of, out of sync, but I don't know that I've ever been in a stronger anointing in all of my years of being in, in the ministry and serving God and being in church than I was Sunday. Uh, what happened, what God did was truly, truly uh, just amazing. And uh, we just thank God for, for what he's doing and for what he's got for us and for, for what's going to be happening over these next, uh, these next few weeks as we continue on with, with that. Amen. So if you weren't here, you can go back and catch up. You can catch up on the podcast. You can catch up online. There are a lot of ways that you can find out uh, what happened, but it was a really, really powerful move of God. Amen? All right. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. I pray that, uh, that God, I will move to the background and that the word and the truth will move to the foreground. Let it be the center of attention. Let what you want to do in your people's hearts and lives, God, let it radically change us. Thank you for the strength and encouragement that is released in this house. Thank you for what is happening in this season of our lives. We give you praise, honor, and glory. And we, we trust you, Lord, to take us where we need to go. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. All right, before we get into this week, let me tell you about next week. Next week, is gonna, we're going to really go into depth on some things that, uh, that are so important. We're going to talk about next week empowering the vision, and the purpose. And we're going to get right down to the, to the nuts and bolts of things uh, as we talk about empowering vision and purpose. We're going to talk about, listen, what decisions and steps do we need to take to ensure that our vision, our dreams, our destiny, and our purpose are fulfilled? Amen. And I mean, we're going to get it really down to it. I've, I've already gotten into it some today and over the last few weeks. And this thing is percolating in me. It is stirring in me. And I can hardly wait to release it. But I got to get through tonight's and Sundays before I can release next Wednesday night. So, but that's a good thing. Amen. How many of you are energized tonight? Wave at me. Come on. You need to do it by faith. Say, I'm alive. Say, I'm awake. Say, I'm ready. Say, it's good. Tell your neighbor it's good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I tell you what, as we do this tonight, I want to do this. Uh, I know a couple of people, there were others that didn't, but two people in particular that, that, uh, that God uh, put on my heart to, uh, to do this. Somebody put this around Miss Bonnie Smith's neck right there. 
Amen. She didn't get to get prayed over Sunday. Where's Miss Becky at? Come up here, Miss Becky. You put this other one around your neck. Amen. And I'm just doing this as a point of faith, a step of faith. You know, if, if the Apostle Paul could pray over handkerchiefs and send them out, why can't we do something like this? Amen. And I tell you, there's just a strong, strong, strong anointing uh, on these things right now that God is doing. And uh, we just give him praise for that. Amen. Well, tonight we're talking about finding and fulfilling God's plan and purpose. And again, we're talking about forward. And uh, before we begin, let's do this. Everybody say, my heart is open. My mind is focused. Take me deeper, Lord. All right, let's read in 1 Kings chapter 19. Now, let me remind you, our, our, our God-given purpose and destiny is not something that we just decide. It is something that we discover and then decide to go after. Amen. Destiny discovers you, and I said this, destiny discovers you at your place of responsibility. Amen. And there's no more perfect example than 1 Kings 19. And let's look at it in the New Living Translation. So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elisha went over to him, threw his cloak over his shoulders. For those of you that were here Sunday, he threw his cloak over his shoulders, and then he walked away. Elisha left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah and said to him, first let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, go on back, what's this, but think about what I have done to you. So Elijah returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. Now, Elijah was raised, Elisha was raised, rather, Elisha was raised in a wealthy farming family. He had 12 yoke of oxen, and he obviously, if you got 12 yoke of oxen, you got to have the people to do, to work them. Elijah was the most famous prophet in all of Israel. I mean, he's probably the most famous prophet today. If you ask somebody, name a prophet, most everybody will talk about Elijah at some point. So he throws his, coke, uh, his cloak over Elisha, which says, listen, this is important. He says, by throwing that cloak over him, I see and I bear witness that God wants to do something great in your life. Come on, let me hear it up in here today. I said, it is a way of God saying, I see. This, the prophet says, I see that God wants to do something great in your life. In other words, he's saying, there is an anointing. There is a, a, a mantle that is available right now. And here it is. We're, we're, we began this year and God said, challenge. This is really Elijah challenging Elisha, putting this over him and saying, I see and I bear witness that God wants to do something great in your life. I want you to know, hear this, this is prophetic. It's, it's just a true statement, but it's also a prophetic statement. There is a mantle of God being released in this season, in this house, on our lives that is unlike anything I have ever seen in my life. For those who are willing and want to receive it. 
So he, he, he throws it over his shoulder. And what this is saying is this. Elisha, your next season is waiting on you. And I'm telling you, Life Church, your next season is waiting on you. Matt Jones, your next season is waiting on you. Bobby and Kimberly, your next season is waiting on you. Bonnie Smith, your next season is waiting on you. Becky, your next season is waiting on you. Your next season is waiting on you. But the question is, and this is where the prophet left it, what are we going to do about it? Elisha, listen, he takes a giant step toward his destiny. By responding to God's plan, by responding to God's plan for his life, by making a decision to be all in. I want you to punch your neighbor right now and say, I'm all in. (laughs) Woo! And here's the thing. God is calling all of us forward. My God, we're going forward. We're all in and we're going forward. In one way or another. Listen to Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. I'm going to give it to you. I believe it's in the message. I'm not saying that I have this all together. That I have it made. But I am well on my way. Reaching out for Christ. Who has so wondrously, listen, reached out to me. Just like Elijah reached out to Elisha. Paul is saying he has Jesus has reached out to me, Bob. He has reached out to me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward. Somebody say onward. To Jesus. And here it is. Listen, I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. I'm about to run up in here on Wednesday night, Michael. My God, hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm off and running. And? Come on, say it. I am off and running and I am not turning back. God is calling us. He is challenging us. He is calling us onward and he is calling us upward. He is calling us forward, listen, into new territory in our lives, trusting him. And here's the thing. If you are willing to get uncomfortable for a while, that's quieter in here. (laughs) If you're willing to get uncomfortable for a while, here's what I believe. You will be blessed and rewarded by God. And some of us already know that God has been speaking to our hearts. In fact, I believe every person in here tonight, you're here because you know God has been speaking to your heart and to your life about some things. Now, I stand before you as the chief of that. God challenged me at the end of last year going into this year. He challenged me personally. 
And it meant for me stepping out in some things that I had not stepped out in before, embarking on a journey that I didn't know where it was going to lead me, but taking the first step and believing God said it, and God, I'm going for it. God challenged me. And so I am releasing that same challenge that God has placed on my life for this season, for this hour. Oh, do you hear? Oh, I don't believe, I don't believe we're seeing in the spirit how important this time, this season this, this place that we are in the world, in our country, in our nation, in our church, in our lives. Oh, if we could see in the spirit, we would see the warfare that's going on. We would see all the demonic forces and the angelic forces that are battling and all the things that are happening. And we would realize why God is calling us to a new place right now. Tell your neighbor it's a very important season. we got to be willing to get uncomfortable for a while. Taking that step of of faith and and going forward. But your progress, listen, your progress in your next season is waiting. I want everybody to say with me tonight, my next season is waiting. But sometimes, and I'm going to deal with this over these next few weeks. I can't cover it all tonight. Sometimes in order for us to get where we need to go, we got to burn some plows and we got to slaughter some oxen. I didn't get too much amen on that one. <laughs> a part of our future of good things is to burn some plows, plows and slaughter some oxen. Because when God calls us forward, it's because he has something for us that we cannot experience by staying where we are. I don't know about you, but I am tired of going around the same old tree, the same old mountain. I am ready. Let's go, God. Let's go. Let's saddle up. Hallelujah. I got my boots on tonight. Let's saddle up, Matt, and get this thing going. And I'm starting with me. I'm not waiting for somebody else. I'm not waiting for the church down the street. I'm not waiting for the politicians. Bless God. We're going to saddle up and we're going to get going. Somebody say amen. Elisha, really, although he knew in part because of his background, but he could not have known how powerful that one decision was going to be in his life. Everybody say one decision. decision. Because it led him to pray for a double portion. I mean... Now think about this for just one minute. And this is the arena and the area that God is taking us into. The greatest prophet that Israel had ever known. Throws his mantle over your shoulders. He steps out in faith and he runs after him. But when he gets there, He is not satisfied with just getting by, with staying the way things are. He says, listen, I want not just what you got, oh, great prophet, greatest prophet that ever walked. I want a double portion. Somebody say bold. He stepped out in boldness and he took the challenge. God is challenging us. That one decision. But he prayed for a double portion. Then listen, and here's the thing. Everybody look at me. He got it. 
Don't miss that. And that's what God is saying to us. Step forward. Take the challenge. Pray some bold prayers. Begin to believe God that the way it is is not the way it's got to stay. Hallelujah. If you decided, hallelujah, amen, we bless your giving in Jesus' name. If you decided to burn that plow and slaughter the oxen, what could happen this year? If we decided to say yes to this challenge, what could happen? If you invested yourself in pleasing God, get so caught up. You know, here's, here's what I have discovered in our life. Now, I want you to think with me for just a moment. If we totally devoted ourselves to pleasing God, to pursuing his plan, his purpose, and his dream for us, and we got our eyes off of pleasing people, what could God do and what could happen? Look back with me and think back with me. Here's what I'm trying to say. How many of you are like me and can look back in your life that you were so upset and so worried and so concerned about what somebody thought who's not even any longer in your life? Wasted all those brain cells, all those nights of sleeplessness, pain and agony, and they're not even in your life anymore. We get so caught up in pleasing people around us, we can miss God's best for us. You move forward. Your move forward now, listen, it may not probably be as dramatic as it was for Elisha, but it is just as meaningful. So my question is, what's next for you? What's next for us? What is next for me personally? I know in my own life and in our life and in the lives of this church and this congregation, it is time to burn some plows. It's time to slaughter some oxen. It is time, and here beyond that, it is time to take up the mantle. We're going to take up that mantle. In fact, I'm just declaring over you, we're going to be a lot of us around here smelling like smoke. (laughs) Been a barbecue at your house. Been a barbecue in your life. So everybody say, move on. Move forward. Don't linger in the loss any longer. And I tell you, we're going to deal with more of this, this, this stuff last, more of this next week. But you know, sometimes you got to quit listening and taking those calls. You going to call me up and say all that stuff to me? I'm not going to take your call anymore. But they might get offended. Yeah, but your life might get shipwrecked if you don't stop. I'm not intentionally trying to offend anybody, but I'm telling you, I don't want that stuff up in here. It's time to move into a new system in your life. Oh, we're going to talk about this stuff Sunday. It is time to move into a new system in your life. Because your joy is going to be found as you say yes and begin to move forward. Your strength is found as you move forward. Your destiny is found as you move forward. Elisha's destiny was found as he said yes and went after the prophet and moved forward in his life. Your purpose is found as you move forward. Your passion is found as you move forward. I want to tell you a story. How many of you have heard of a man named Cortez? A Spanish explorer. 
It was 1519. And his name, I think, was Hernan or Hernan. Hernan Cortez. Okay. He had 600 Spaniards that went with him. And uh, 16 or so horses, but he had 11 boats. And they landed on an inland plateau called Mexico. So they were about to embark on a conquest of an empire that had at that time some of the world's greatest treasures. Gold and silver and jewels, the Aztec uh, dynasty there. But the problem had been, the problem was this. In more than 600 years, conquerors that had far more resources had gone there and tried to conquer it and had failed. And he was aware of this. So when he landed on the land of the Mayans, what he did, instead of charging through the cities and forcing his men into immediate battle, the first thing they did was stay on the beach and he awakened the soul of his men. And the, the story was that he would that he would give them impassioned speeches. In other words, he would give them a pep talk. Stir them up. They were were designed to to give these men the spirit of adventure. And all of that had a tremendous effect upon them. They were inspired. But there were three words that he uttered that ultimately changed the destiny of that entire adventure. One day he said this, burn the ships. In other words, burn the plow, slaughter the oxen, Burn the ships. We're not going back, baby. We're going to conquer or we're going to die. But we are not going back. I want you to punch your neighbor right now and say, burn the ships. (laughs) And the thing is, fight they did. And we know that those decisions, that decision that he made to burn those ships panned out because he became the first man in 600 years to successfully conquer Mexico at that time. So Wednesday nights, Sundays, we are devoting ourselves to slaughtering oxen, burning plows, taking up the mantle, burning the boats. 2016 is, to, is, is a time for us to get some new passion in our lives. I said it's new passion in our lives. It is time to go forward. It is time to go onward. And it is time to get some new fire. Somebody say fresh fire. And I know, listen, I've heard people, well, you know, I'm praying about coming on Wednesday night. Stop praying about it. You know, there, some people would have to pray about praying. Yeah, some people, well, would you, would you pray with me? Well, I'll pray about it. That's a cop-out. 
I'm telling you, it is time to arise, shine, for your light has come. Listen, and here's the promise. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you right now, right now, right now. This is the time. This is the season. This is the place. I just looked in the harbor and the boats are burned. They're gone. We're not going back. I wish everybody would just say yes. yes. Yeah, everybody say, say yes. yes. I want you to know, and I want you to see it in the spirit, and God gave us a visual of this Sunday. The Holy Spirit right now is throwing the mantle over your shoulders. Amen. You see these two ladies? We didn't get to pray over them, but that mantle is over their shoulders. Symbolically. God, by his spirit, is throwing the mantle over our shoulders. I'm aware of it. I feel it. I sense it. It's on me in the night. It's on me in the day. It's on me. It's on you. It's not just on me. It's on all of us. If you want all that God has for you, I'm encouraging you, don't waste one more day. Make that move. Whatever it looks like to you. However individually this looks like to you. I'm challenging you as God has challenged me. Let's do it. Somebody say, "Just just do it. God is throwing that mantle over your shoulders. But here's the thing. When Elijah went to Elisha. And he threw it over his shoulders. He didn't grab him by the arm, twist his arm. He didn't grab him around the neck and say, let's go. He threw it over his shoulders and he turned around and he walked away. But he then, he said something very powerful, very interesting. He basically said, You know what this is about. What are you going to do about it? The Holy Spirit is speaking to you and me and us right now in areas in our lives. And there are things that we know what this is about. We know there are things he's saying to us. Are we going to run after the prophet? Or are we going to go back to doing exactly what we have been doing before? That's the question all of us have to answer. And it's confrontational. It's a challenge. But I want everybody to say forward. Somebody say, I'm going forward. Now, somebody say, well, Brother Scotty, can't you just leave us alone? Can't. Let me say it. I don't know how to say it any more powerful than this. For us to stay as we are is against the nature of God. For us to stay as we are is against the nature of God. How do I know that? I'll tell you why. If God had taken this philosophy, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit would have stayed comfortable in heaven and let it go. Love pulls us forward. 
We were made in the image and the likeness of God. His DNA is in us. Jesus took a giant leap forward when he left the comfort of heaven. He moved forward in faith and in love. And because he did, oh, it's up there. And now by the grace of God, because he did, you and I are called sons and daughters. Jesus went forward and he is our example. As he is in the world, so are Well, Brother Scotty, I'm just too old to go forward. Don't you say that around me. I will rebuke you and fly on you like you will not believe. No, you're not. If you got breath in you, God has something for you. I'm telling you, it's time to come alive. It's time to live. It is time to move. In Him, I live. Watch this. In Him, I live. Thank you and move. And I have my existence in him. I am living, I am moving, and I am being because I am in my God and I'm going forward. I am just a little bit fired up about this stuff, I tell you. So we've got some leaps in our future. Using, listen, here it is, using whatever is at our disposal to put good things out there. I believe that God is challenging us to become messengers of hope. People need hope. They need purpose. They need vision. Put some good things out there and to become messengers of hope. But here's the thing you've got to guard against. When God challenges us and his spirit challenges us, if we aren't careful, our first reaction is to be defensive. Because when we need to change, we become defensive, and at times we'll start defending systems that keep us suppressed and broken down. Thank you, brother. I'm telling you, you need to be, y'all need to be here Sunday. Folks, let me tell you, you we get defensive about things in our lives that are robbing us of the good things of God. Well, I've always done it that way. I guess that's just who I am. Well, bless God, it's time to change, Grandpa and Grandma. Let's go. And I'm a grandpa. I can say that. I'm in that category. Stop being defensive about what really needs to change because when God challenges me, it's because he wants the best for me. And if there's something in my life that's holding me back, sometimes God will start speaking to me about it and say, what, what, what are you going to do, son? Are you going to follow me? Or are you going to stay where you are? Well, I got news for you. We're going forward. I had a car one time, and let me tell you, that thing, I headed off to college in it, and it had been, it was a 1966 Oldsmobile that had been wrecked on one side. The transmission was not real good shape, and I got about 
three hours out of where I was going. I had to do another 700 miles to go. And none of the gears in that car would work except reverse. I had to drive through the streets of Asheville, North Carolina, going backwards to try to find a place, as God is my witness, this true story. I drove backwards through the streets of Asheville, North Carolina for a long time until I could find a place to back into to get some help. Let me tell you something. Driving backwards is not what God intended for our lives. You got a lot of gears go forward and one that go backwards. And I'm going to tell you what, you are not designed to drive turned around looking the other way. Your steering wheel is facing forward. Your front windshield is facing forward. And you got one little bitty rear view mirror. And I'm going to tell you, it's hard to navigate life with only one gear. I'm going to tell you, drive is what God is saying to us right now. We are going forward. You're going forward. Tell somebody right now, I'm going forward. But tonight, I guess I'm challenging you and I'm challenging us. It's time to burn those boats. Man, let's tell, some, tell your neighbor right now, punch them and say, get the gasoline ready. <laughs> Let me wrap this up and we're going to move into your small groups because these small groups are so important. Listen, burn the boats named excuses. Burn the boats named excuses. Burn the boat named past failure. Burn that boat called crawling in a hole. Burn that boat called depression. Burn those boats of continual negative words. Burn that boat called strife. Burn that boat called bondage. Burn the boat of your failure and your sin. Burn the plow of your past. Burn every hindrance and every weight, anything that would try to keep you back from God's best for you. I want you to declare tonight, that's not who I am anymore. And I am declaring over us tonight as we go forward a new freedom, a new beginning. And I know this is something God has said to me. It is a new season. It is a new start. The old things are passed away and all things are become new. I tell you, I don't know how to say this and I don't want to stir up controversy, but that's all right if I do. (laughs) It's almost like we're getting born again again. And I'm not talking about your salvation experience. I know once you're born again, it's done in the spirit. You know what I'm saying, but it is like you are born again, again. It's like you are coming into a freshness. You are coming into a newness. I'm telling you, your outlook is going to change. Your future is going to change. You're burning. You are burning the boats of everything that has kept you back. You are, listen, you are burning the boats of limitations. You are burning the boats of those fences that have kept you in prison. You are burning everything that would tell you that this is all there is and you're never going to do any better and nothing's ever going to change. I am telling you, it's a new day. It's a new season. It's a new start. God's anointing is on you. Wow. 
So we're going to stay on the offensive. Got two more minutes. I'm going to quit by 7.10. I love, love to watch college football. But you want, to, you want to irritate me? Let a team get ahead. Let's say the team you're rooting for. Let them get ahead. <laughs> Somebody say, War Eagle. We got to give him. Let them get ahead. And, and then... The, the defense and everything that you've been doing the whole game that got you ahead changed to a prevent defense. I want to throw something at the television. I'm like, you've been knocking them down the whole time. They hadn't been able to do anything the whole time. They hadn't been able to move the ball the whole time. You've been running up and down the field, and now you're going to change. All a prevent defense does is prevent you from winning. Glory to God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, devil, devil. Look, out. look out. Everybody say, gates of hell. Gates of hell. You, will you will not prevail, prevail. in my life. Yeah. There's no prevent defense. In fact, let's close with this. Everybody say, I'm excited. About what God is doing in me in 2016. Now, everybody say, I'm going forward. Hallelujah. Give God praise.